This is the Employment Law Show. Alrighty, welcome, 632. It is Wednesday. It is time once again on a warm one to uh, buckle in, strap on sun, and uh, get in there. Ask your questions, 416-870-6400. That is why we are here. Pick up that phone. Lior, standing by, co-founding partner, Sam Firu Tamarkin, LLP, the most positively reviewed Law firm in this wonderful country. So reach out now, 416-870-6400. Lines are open at the station. We're ready to talk to you. After or any other time, it's easy. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the number to reach to Lior and his very awesome, capable team, 1-855-821-5900. And for all other matters, even before you got to pick up a phone and dial a number, talk to anybody. You don't want to do that. You go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Severance pay calculator there as well. It's free, used by over 2 million people, so you can check that out at your uh, at your leisure. After we get to the case of the day with Lior, we're going to get into, Lior, can my employer do dot, dot, dot. Very common questions we get either on the show or, Lior, you get all the time through email and text and when you meet people, so on and so forth. So that is coming up here in just a bit. But as I just mentioned, the uh, the case of the day, what are we kicking off with? Hey, John, it's great to be here and to, to be back and, of course, to talk about employment law. And, uh, you know, I, I'll say this. I hope I don't depress too many people by saying this, but uh, I tend to have a good finger on the pulse just by virtue of my job. And uh, even though things have been very good from the employment standpoint over the past number of months, unemployment rate is low and uh, employers are looking to hire. And unfortunately, I am seeing the tide change uh, a bit, maybe because of the inflation rate and some other uh, issues. Uh, I've started seeing more terminations right now. That's why Uh. it's so important to understand and to know your legal rights because it may happen. You may find yourself without a job at some point. You may find yourself unexpectedly uh, with no work and maybe a difficult time finding a new job. So this is the show for you so that you can understand your rights, know what to do, know what you're owed, how to deal with it, and, and what to say and not to say. That's why employment law is so important. So if you have a question, whether it's something that's impacted you already or you're worried about something, ask it now. Maybe it's about uh, your job security. Maybe you're about how you're treated at work. Maybe changes that your boss is implementing. You name it, we can keep going. Uh, th- this is the time and place to ask that question. And of course, if you actually want me and my team to roll up our sleeves and get to work for you to help you, we'll give you that contact information so you can reach out to us by phone or email at the office throughout the show. But case of the day, John, so we've been speaking on the show, uh, you know, quite a while about the the post-COVID workplace and the fact that employers can expect employees now that we're trying to move past COVID to come back to work. So employers that have had employees work remotely can tell them you need to come back to work. Well, yes, they can do that, but there's a way to do it. So the case of the day involves a situation of how not to do it. I spoke with a lady who on a Friday very recently got a, an email from her employer. In fact, that email was sent to a bunch of employees, to, to about 30 or so employees, saying, uh, good news, we're, we're comfortable to have everyone back into the office, so we're expecting you back to your regular hours on Monday. Right. Now, this is the Friday, John, <laughs> and they're being told on Monday you're expected to be back to work. Well, this particular lady, and I'm sure many of her colleagues, was shocked by this because when you work from home, especially if you've been working from home for a long time now, you set your whole life around that. The fact you're working from home, your schedule, your, your kids, uh, you, your family. So she wasn't able to make all these changes by Monday so she could be back to work full time in the office on Monday. 
So she emailed her employer and said, I need more time. I need at least uh, another you know, week, maybe two weeks to, to make sure that I can uh, take care of what I need to take care of so that I can come back to work. Her employer said, absolutely not, not gonna, can't do that. We need you back in the office. And she said, well, what happens if I can't come in? Right. Well, then we'll consider you to have resigned. Mm-hmm. So she, she doesn't go in. And of course, her employer sends her an email saying, we accept your resignation. She calls me. What a silly, ridiculous thing for this employer to do, John. Uh, absolutely not. Can't do that. You can ask your employees to come back to work, but you have to give them a reasonable amount of time to do so. You can't impose these ultimatums, come back tomorrow or else. It doesn't work that way. Uh, An employee is expected uh, or can expect to get that reasonable amount of time. Uh, And, and, you know, what's reasonable depends, but certainly it will be no less than a week and probably two weeks or even a bit more than that. And if an employer says, well, you've resigned, that's not a resignation. That becomes a termination of employment and severance has to be paid. For her, she had been for this employer for four and a half years. She's going to be getting over six months severance. I'm going to make sure of that. Uh, But I wanted to remind employees and employers there, you have uh, have a right as an employee for a reasonable amount of time to figure things out before you're being made to come back to the office. If your employer won't give you that, and if you lose your job because of it, you're owed severance. And employers, come on, be reasonable. Okay, you can't expect people to turn their lives around within 24 hours. It's not fair. It's not right. It's not legal. So I think uh, really common sense here should win the day. And Lior mentioned it. You want to reach out if you're in a similar situation, which seems to be a bit of a groundswell. Do so. One eight five five eight two one. 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca but the lines here are ready to go as we uh, continue on the show this half hour feel free to call in talk to us 416-870-6400 it's uh, it's worth getting some information you know we talked about or at least i mentioned off the top Lior, i like to go through these once in a while you know the questions that pile up on your end the popular ones the big ones can my employer do this can they do that so i want to get through a few of these because Really, you're answering questions for everybody listening because so many people are similar in the type of question and the things that are happening in their work life. So we'll get into this one. And it's it's it's, it's interesting. You mentioned that uh, the fact there's more terminations going on. I guess the alternative to that for some employees is can my employer make me take another job or, you know, pile on more responsibilities to my current gig? How about that? Yeah. And, and this is certainly something that I've been seeing quite often, uh, you know, during COVID. Employers saying, well, you know, because of COVID, we've had to make changes. So we need you to take a different role mm. or we need you to uh, to work different hours. We're going to have you to work a different shift. You know, the, the job that you had is no longer the job you have. So can they do that? Well, in most cases, John, the answer is no. Your employer cannot do that. Your employer can't just change your job. Even if they're doing it in good faith and even if they're doing it for good business reasons, there's no right to change the job. By the same token, an employee can't come to their employer and, they, and say, I've decided effective next week, I'm doing a different job. Thank you, employer. We'll see you then. <laughs> an employee can't do that, right? But it's exactly the same. An employer can't do that either. So if an employee unilaterally makes a significant change, then the employee may be able to look at that and to consider that to be a constructive dismissal. So you have a choice if your employer changes your job, your hours, your your responsibilities. You can accept it. Sure, you can. Absolutely. You can accept it and continue working. And that is your right and no problem. But if you're not happy with that change, if that change is not acceptable, you have the second option, which is to treat that as a termination of your employment and get your full severance. 
that could be up to 24 months pay. If you're in that situation, if you don't want to accept what your employer is doing, you want that severance, before you do anything, you have to give me a call. And you know my follow-up question. This one is always the same, right? What if you're, you know, pretty good buds with the uh, the boss, whatever you want? You want to help them out. You know, you want to you want to do them a good turn, but you're not sure if this will work out good for your lifestyle. Can you take it for a uh, take it for a spin? Can you try it for a bit without being penalized? Yeah, you know, let me try it. Let me see if how I like it. Let me see if it works. Yeah, you can do that. But number one, you want to tell your employer that that's what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. So, employer, just so you know, just because I'm going to be doing that doesn't mean that I've accepted. I'm going to be trying it out and then I'll see how this goes for me. So say that in writing, email works great. Email works just as well. And you can do that and then you can do that for a short period of time. Call it a month or so. Okay, no more than that. Uh, And after a month, if you like it, fine, no problem. You continue. If you don't like it, if it doesn't work, if it's a big deal, you can still treat that as a termination at that point. But make sure you say in writing that that's what you're doing. 416-870-6400 is the way you want to call in and talk. We'll get to Chris here in just a moment. Next one, Lior, can my employer keep me off work because of my vaccine status? Like you haven't been asked this question a pile of times in the last two years, huh? I I haven't, but you know, the interesting thing about this question, which is can my employer keep me off, it almost assumes that the employer had the right to put the employee on to begin with on a leave. And as I've said on this show before, in most cases, an employer did not have a right whenever, six months ago, eight months ago, to put you, you, the employee, on leave because of your vaccine status. There was no right. But what flows from that is that certainly they can't keep you on a leave. And right now with governments, all governments, uh, provincial governments, federal governments getting rid of vaccine mandates, there's no real reason, uh, legal reason, legal basis for the employer to insist that you be off work unless you're vaccinated. If that's what your employer is doing, if you're off, you're not back to work, your employer won't bring you back because of your vaccine status, that is absolutely a termination of employment. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wonder. You can treat that as a termination and get your severance. They can't just keep you on there indefinitely. If you want to get your severance, move on, get paid. Let's talk. That's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Want to hear from Chris? So, Chris, thanks for standing by for a moment. Uh, what's your question? Hey, buddy. How are you guys doing today, man? Good, bro. Good. What's up? Good. Go ahead. Uh, let, hey, listen, I got a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working at my job for about five or six years, and uh, they they said to us that they're selling the company. Uh, my question is, what are my rights? Um, if another company buys, do I have to obey what they say for work schedule? Because right now we're doing different than what I've heard they want us to do. And I have vacation pay, too, that's there. Um, I wonder if I should collect that before uh, you know the things get finalized. So yeah, the company that's selling the business is going to have to pay you your outstanding vacation pay. Okay, so any accrued and outstanding vacation pay, they'll have to pay that out to you. So make sure that you, that you you get that. If there's any problems, you can let me know. You can even file with the Ministry of Labor. I can't imagine that will, will be a problem. The the more interesting issue is you know what happens if the new company takes you on but on different terms. That's so, exactly what they were saying. Ah. Right. So so you have to be clear, you know, before you start working, what are the terms? What are the hours? What is the job? What is, you know, the, the pay, all that. You have to be clear on that. If it's the same and you, you like it, no problem, you continue working. If it's different enough, you may not have to take it and you may be able to then get your full severance from the company selling the business. So if you decide not to accept the job, 
because it's different, because it's significantly different than what you're doing right now, yeah. you can still collect your full severance. So it's a question of how different it is. So here's my best advice, Chris. Yeah. Once you know exactly what the new company is doing, what they're offering you, yeah. let's talk. I can tell you if what they're doing would allow you to get severance or not and how much severance. But first, you want to be very clear. You want to know from them what they're doing, what they're not doing, so that there's no questions. Okay, so this is a company that said they promised us a shirt seven years ago or something, and we never got one yet. So, you know, I, every time they keep talking, their their nose keeps growing. So that's my own opinion. <laughs> but, Chris, hey, give a, give us a call, man. Really appreciate your time on the air. Here's how you get a hold of Lior, 1-855-821-5900 or help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll take a short break, get right back into it. Do like Chris, pick up a phone, ask your questions. It's quick, right? 416-870-6400. Wednesday night edition Employment Law Show continues. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. Hey, welcome back. It is a 647 Employment Law Show, Wednesday night edition. Lior Sanfiru uh, answering all of your questions. 416-870-6400 with our remaining time. In the meantime, can my employer do this? We'll get to the next one. I hate this one. Can you put me on a performance improvement plan? Nobody likes that. No, nobody likes that. And, and it would be a very stressful situation. So really, the, the answer about whether your employer can put you on a performance improvement plan comes down to whether or not it's done in good faith and whether it's legitimate. So if the employer is doing it in good faith and if there are issues that you've had your performance that justify them putting you on a performance improvement plan, then yeah, they can do that. Then that's fine. And you know, all you can do is work to make sure that uh, you do as good a job as you can and, and things should be fine. But what I'm concerned about the situations where, wait a second, this doesn't seem right. I don't agree with what they've said or they're accusing me of things that are not really my fault. Or maybe I think that they're not acting in good faith here. There's other motivations. Well, oftentimes, this being put on a performance improvement plan is a way to try to build a case against the employee so that the employee can be let go for cause without any compensation, without any severance. So if you believe that your employer is in fact doing that, that, that the performance improvement plan should not have been put in place, that you don't deserve to be put on a performance improvement plan, well, you have to say so, okay? Send an email to your employer saying, employer, here's what you need to know. You, you've told me that I've done the following things. That's not correct. Here is the correct information. You do this politely, you do it professionally, but you do that in writing. So whether or not you can be put on a performance improvement plan has everything to do with how correct it is for you to be on it. If it's not, say so. By saying so, then you're going to be make you're going to make it much more difficult for the company to build that case against you. Remember, if you're put on a performance improvement plan, you think it's ridiculous, it's wrong, you don't agree with it, but it's not, you're not comfortable to say anything. So you don't say anything, you just continue working. Well, you may as well have said at that point, yes, I agree, you're right, I'm wrong. By, by just by being silent and by continuing to work, that will be held against you and potentially could be used to, to let you go down the road. Don't do that. Make sure you respond in writing. And again, as I said before, issues, questions, or problems, just give me a call. Again, 416-870-6400. You still got some time to call in. Next one down here is, uh, and I can't believe employers are actually still pulling this one. Can my employer maybe come back to work contrary to what my medical or my doctor's opinion is? Um, so so, so I, I did a session today on uh, a live that I do on Facebook and YouTube every, uh, every uh, Wednesday. 
And one of the questions that I got there is uh, the comment was, so I told my employer, give my doctor's note that I'm going to need to be off uh, this summer for medical reasons. The employer said, no, no, we're really too busy. I can't afford to be, uh, you to be off this summer. So they asked me, what do I do? And I said, well, think how silly that is. Uh, sorry, you being sick is not convenient for me. Do me let's right. get our calendars. Do you mind being sick in November instead? Yeah. That works better totally. for me. I mean, how ridiculous is that? So let's be very clear here. No, your employer can't go against what your doctor says. Not possible. Okay? Your doctor is the only one that gets to, to say if you're able to work, if you're not able to work. Uh, for how long you're off work, and maybe what accommodation you need. So once you have that doctor's note, really the only thing your employer should do is to make it happen, whatever it is that your doctor says. They can't argue with it. They can't disagree with it. They can't ask you to see another doctor and get an independent opinion. No, none of that is possible. So if your doctor says you need to be off work, you're going to be off work. Maybe your doctor knows for how long. Maybe your doctor doesn't and says, well, we don't know for how long. That's fine. You can be off work. And I understand it may be difficult for your employer. I'm not trying to diminish that. But the law is the law. I don't make up the law. And your employer has to make it happen. If they let you go because of it, if they threaten you, if they discipline you, that could be a wrongful dismissal. That could also be a human rights violation. It's wrong and it's illegal. So now you know. Let me fire another one at you. Can my employer lay me off temporarily? This one's been huge for the last year and a half, huh? I've been getting this question for 20 years, as long as I've been practicing law. And, and over the last two years, I've been getting it that much more frequently. Yeah. Can my employer lay me off temporarily? Can you put me on this temporary layoff? The answer is, for most people, well, no, they can't. Even if it's because of COVID, even if they call it an infectious disease emergency leave. No, if your employer puts you on this temporary layoff, you can look at that and consider that to be a termination of your employment. There is no automatic right that an employer has to put you on a temporary layoff. They would only have that right if you're working a seasonal job or if you sign an employment agreement that specifically gives them that power. If you haven't done those things, then your employer can't do that. And if they do, that's a termination of employment uh, and a lot of people are surprised, especially over COVID, because we, yeah. we've, across the country, we've had hundreds of thousands of people that were put on temporary layoffs. In virtually all of those cases, the employer didn't have a right to do that. So if you know now, if you're on the layoff now or you're being put on a layoff, no, your employer doesn't have the, that right to do it. If you have a question, want to get it in now with the remaining uh, minutes, 416-870-6400. You know, earlier we talked about, uh, you know, people being let go because there's just not enough work out there or employers are starting to shut things down. The opposite is, can my employer make me work overtime hours? Yeah, I get that asked very frequently. And and in most cases, the answer is no, they can't. Your employer doesn't have the right to make a change to your hours. So, telling you now you have to work different hours, i.e. more hours than uh, your regular hours. No, yeah. it's not something that they can do. Now, that said, you always want to look at your employment agreement because it's always possible that your employment agreement gives them the right to say, well, your hours are nine to five, but you, we have a right to ask you to work overtime hours. So you want to be careful to see if you sign something like that. But if you didn't sign something like that and you've always worked your regular hours, now, your employer may ask you, and that's okay to ask, hey, can you work overtime? And just like it's okay for you to say, no, I can't. You cannot be punished in that situation. You cannot be fired. 
Uh, nothing bad can happen to you. Now, the, the other aspect of this that I want to remind everyone is if you do choose to work the, that overtime hours, you do have to get paid for that. Whether you're hourly or salary, overtime, if you work more than 44 hours a week, you have to get time and a half. So I always want you to remember that. But no, you cannot be made to work overtime in most cases. You mentioned the word punished in there. How about that? Can my employer punish me if I complained about workplace harassment? So a very important question and some a question that many people are very concerned about. I'm being harassed. I'm being bullied, but I'm afraid to say something because what if it's held against me? What if they punish me, suspend me? They let me go. So let's be very clear. It would be very and completely illegal to punish you in any way because you complained about harassment. It would be what we call a reprisal. Mm-hmm. A reprisal is when you're punished for standing up for your rights and for asking the employer for help. That cannot happen, and there are significant legal consequences for that. So you should always feel comfortable and empowered to talk about workplace harassment, to, to say if someone is mistreating you and bullying you. Your employer has a very strict legal obligation to deal with that, to investigate and rectify that. And an employer that doesn't meet that obligation or, or goes the other way and punishes you for having the audacity to complain is going to face some stiff penalties uh, and, other dis- uh, and, and other measures. So a very bad thing for an employer to do. Finally, get to this one. Can my employer decide to close down their shop and by doing that, avoid paying me severance? Absolutely not. Very common question. I was asked that many times during COVID, still asked that. The fact that a company closes down shop does not relieve them of their severance obligations. If you lose your job, you have to get paid severance. Now, the saying still is that you can't get blood from a stone. So if there's legitimately no money, there's no assets, there's no property, there's no equipment that they have, nothing, then you won't get severance because there's nowhere to pay you severance from. But the fact that they shut down doesn't mean that there's no assets that they own. They may own property or equipment, machines. Maybe they own the building. Mm. Uh, and if they do that, they have to meet their severance obligations. So shutting down, you know, putting a out of business sign does not mean your company doesn't pay severance. Your full severance, up to two years pay, would still have to be paid. Now, the thing in that situation, you don't want to wait. You don't want to wait for two years on that. If you know your company shutting down, let's talk right away. Yeah, they're going to get, yeah, but my boss or my company, the head of the company said, oh, we've fallen on tough times. That's the reason why we're shutting down, Lior, so they can't pay me severance. And and that may well be true, uh, but you still have laws and you have to comply with the law. And one of the laws that that, that you have to comply if you run a business is to pay severance if you let someone go. I understand that may be difficult for employers. The law is the law. If you're going to employ people in this province, in this country, you have to comply with employment laws. There's no, uh, it's not optional. It's not recommended. It's something Mm. you have to do. And if you don't, again, there's going to be consequences. Bankruptcy is different, right? Again, blood from a stone, different situation. Yeah. Bankruptcy, formal bankruptcy means you're not going to get paid severance, but that's very, very different than going out of business. Do not sit back and uh, just take this stuff. You want to reach out for more information, always, always do that. Make that phone call, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's the email address. And any other matters, free and anonymous website that includes a severance pay calculator, right? Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow night back here at 630 with another edition of the Employment Law Show. Good night. 